turn my back on a fellow laundry person. The hammer is my penis. Captain Hammer threw a car at my head. Balls. Hey guys, it's time for another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode number eight. Today's topic is Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me for today's discussion will be Jenny, Pooja, Rob, and John. I've always been a huge Joss Whedon fan, so when I heard he was making this web series, I knew it was a must-see for me. But I'm not going to say much here because we had an amazing discussion on this topic, so I just want to jump right into that. So let's go ahead and take a listen to the discussion on Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. All right, it's time for our main topic of discussion. Today we're discussing Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Ooh, yeah. And joining me for this discussion, I have Pooja. Hello. Rob. Hi. John. Hello. And Jenny. Hello. All right, let's talk Dr. Horrible. If you haven't seen this, then you should be listening to the podcast. <laughs> Go watch it. It's not that long. Yeah. And come back. It takes like as long as the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Actually... Funnily enough, I, I thought it was like 20 minutes long, and I watched it right before we started this, it's and 45. it's 45, 45 minutes. Yeah. I was like, yeah. there was, there was like 15 minute, 15 minute acts. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. so surprised, because it seemed so much shorter in my head. When I watched it, it seemed so much shorter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you don't know, it was created by Joss Whedon, written and directed, produced, everything by him. Stars Nathan Fillion, Felicia Day, and Neil Patrick Harris. Those are the main three mm-hmm. people. Uh, it was an internet thing only. It was a very unique in how it was produced and released. It was actually created during the writer's strike. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's when he came up with the idea. Uh, that's when he actually saw Felicia. Mm-hmm. She was in they line were in with the it, strike line. In the strike line. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, so yeah, so let's go back to when you first saw it. Did you watch it initially when they released it? Because I watched it like the m- minute it came yep. out. I was there and yep. I watched it. I was the same you way. You did the same thing? Yeah. What, what were your first initiate just thoughts when you saw it? Uh, uh, I, you always saw 15 I minutes, immediately so. wanted to watch it again. Yeah. And again, and again, and again, <laughs> and again. Which yeah. I think I did. <laughs> yeah. I and think, could not wait for the next installments. Yeah. For it me, was, it was wanting the music. Wanting yeah. the soundtrack. Yes. Even with just the first 15 minutes, there were mm-hmm. amazing songs in it. So good. That just got stuck in your head. How about you, John? You within initially, I, not the day okay. of, but within a month, okay, of it coming out. Yeah, all right. Pooja. I also it was really soon after it came out, but I was not yeah. moment it was uploaded. I was watching the play. clock yep. kick down yep. to zero uh-huh. to watch it, and this was during like Comic Con time. Too, yeah, it was. I was late to the party. I watched it around like 2009, 2010. Um, right. I had not really heard about Joss Whedon even. At that point, um, I knew who he was. Hey, I have made up for him. More than John is pointing to the door. He found it eventually. Okay. I did. That's and the important, I, I that is the important thing. And he loves it. So All we have to remember thing. is that, you know, we were watching Buffy around the same time he was discovering Star Wars. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So I watched Buffy a little bit after Dr. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but you found it. I was late to the Buffy train too. So oh, not me. I was there at the beginning. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew oh, it was then, happening when it was yeah. happening, but I didn't really get into it. When Buffy moved to UVN, it devastated me. 
We did not get that just, channel uh, in my town. That would devastate me. That would yeah. devastate That was me. not a thing that was yeah. a, like, would she, be a the, problem. The way it, season five ended with her death. and right. But anyways, not, we already talked about me. Let's go Dr. Horrible. Okay. Nathan Fillion. We all loved him in Firefly. Well, yeah. Yes, everyone has yeah. seen Firefly before they saw Doctor Horrible. Mm-hmm. No, I'm looking at you, Rob. I did not. Rob did, did not. Really? So you, your first introduction to Nathan Fillion was Doctor Horrible. Technically, it was uh, Saving Private Ryan, but I didn't remember him. But yeah, the movie, <laughs> you obviously didn't see Buffy. So you didn't I didn't see, see, see Buffy. Kane, I didn't, didn't see that. So I didn't see. Uh, he looked kind of familiar, but I, I had no idea. Okay. I had not. I was not really big into Firefly at the time. I don't think I had seen any of it before I saw Dr. Horrible, okay. but as I had already mentioned, yeah. Buffy. All the Buffy. Yeah. So More yeah, Buffy. you knew him from that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about Felicia Day? I was working for Felicia oh, when it came out, so <laughs> I had heard about it before. I think it three of us happens. worked for, for the Guild. Pooja, myself, and Ginny. Yeah. All worked on the Guild. I watched it. <laughs> I think that's how I found out about uh, Dr. Horrible. I think a lot of through... people found out through the guild. Through the guild. Yeah, yeah. 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 through her Twitter, I, yeah. Think, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people realized. And I think they announced it when they did. They were doing Hammer Improv shows at the time as mm-hmm. well. So yeah. I think they announced mm-hmm. it at the shows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah. she literally showed me the email where Joss Whedon emailed her and said, "Do you sing?" Oh, that's oh, that's right. You were her personal assistant. <laughs> I was for a while. her personal assistant. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's you remember that? I was so jealous. You were working. <laughs> I was with working her too, yes. but I was, I was there the every stuff. day at her house. Like <laughs> I knew right. so much stuff. I knew about Dollhouse before yeah. it happened because oh, she. Wow. I would help her prepare for shoots by reading when, with her. I remember her. when you did that. And yeah. she, I came over and she goes, "Okay, I want to set the script in your lap." You ha- you are sworn to secrecy until it comes out. <laughs> and she dropped a dollhouse script on my lap. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those were some good times. Yeah, they then. were fun. Yeah. And then we have Neil Patrick Harris, who I knew from Doogie Hauser. I, I knew from Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. I had met him in Nebraska, of all places, because hmm. he was shooting a movie called My Antonia uh-huh. when I was like 13. And we happened to be in Nebraska visiting my grandparents. And... We, they were shooting at this, like, uh, living museum, so it was like a whole blessed town, mm-hmm. and it was still open to the public, so you could come in, but then they were working, and he was very nice, he came over and, like, introduced himself to everybody, and was, like, very sweet, and he goes, do you want to come back and be an extra? But we, we couldn't. Yeah. But I was like, I could have been an extra. <laughs> yeah, he's very, very nice guy. He's very, yeah. very nice. He was... Oh, he seems like I'm a member of uh, Magic Castle. Oh, that's right. Here in L.A., and... <laughs> yep. And when I joined, he was uh, the president of the, of the Magic Castle. Yeah. I love so that I he loves magic. Yeah. Just like, More than loves it, he, he's a practicing magician. I know. Yeah, it's very amazing. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they have three amazing talents. Mm-hmm. And then you have Joss, who's writing it. And, you know, he loves musicals. And that's... Jeb and Mo. And he yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. He Mo, co- and, he Mo co- and Jeb. I mean, yeah. he co-wrote it with his brother Jeb and Jeb's wife, Marissa. Yeah. Um, who are the showrunners for Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah. Which I love as well. And Joss and Jeb created all the music together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why did this work? Why did... Because we hadn't seen... There's not many musicals, really, in today's times. So, I mean, back in the 50s and 60s, or even before that, there were lots of, you know, musical mm-hmm. movies, Oklahoma, and all these mm-hmm. fun things. Which, funnily enough, it's like... the a long-standing tradition of like taking musicals and then making movies out of them, or taking plays yeah. and making movies out mm-hmm. of them. Which, yeah, but like, this, you feel this like was something. Did you feel this was something different? Yeah, 
And it was, it was kind of, to me, being there and seeing it come together, it was like this confluence of things that came together at the right time. Mm-hmm. That if it hadn't happened at that time, I don't think it would have happened. Yeah. It right. was that Joss had the ability to try something different because the writer's strike was going on and it made him think differently. Mm-hmm. And that was right at the cusp where internet projects were starting to be taken seriously and not just like, it's a vlogger talking in their basement. Yeah. Like that stigma was going away. And this is what really helped to this, push it yeah, across absolutely. the line and make it so that, oh, wait. Joss Whedon is doing it, and it's incredibly successful. Yeah, yeah. when Doctor when Doctor Horrible, yeah. yeah, when Doctor yeah. Horrible happened, my parents finally got what I was doing <laughs> <laughs> because I was, I, you know, I my parents are like, "What are you doing out in L.A.?" Like, yeah. I was like, "I'm making web series." They're like, what? <laughs> but then Doctor Horrible happened, and they go, "Oh, we yeah. get it." It yeah. was that, and when Will Wheaton joined the cast of the of Guild, because <laughs> my mom was a huge Star Trek Next Generation uh, fan, <laughs> and for like a year after that, every time we were together, if my phone rang, he's like, "She's like, is it Will?" I was like, yeah. "He doesn't call me like every day." <laughs> and, but one time it was, so I put him on the phone. Oh, I put him, awesome. I gave my mom that's the great. phone, <laughs> and I was like, that's "Yeah, awesome. it is here. Talk to him." <laughs> It was fun. That's awesome. Those were some fun, like, and Dr. Horrible was in a time of my life that was a very happy time. Yeah. Because it was, you you know, we were working on the guild yeah. and like, it was this magical time where on. it's like, yes, the, people get what we're trying to do with digital. Yeah. It's a valid thing, guys. Yeah. And yeah. that was really exciting. Yeah. Musically. Okay, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a music, I would say, expert. Well, you have a degree. I, you I, have a degree I in music? My, I make my living yes. with music, yes. yes. That's amazing. Um, what did you think of the music in the... Well, I mean, we talk about all the entire It was great. Show. Uh, I, it was... Um, what made it so appealing? They, well, at least what you think made it so appealing. They were great hooks. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, just the melodies were easily singable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it didn't hurt that you had... A phenomenal Broadway star singing them. Mm-hmm. Neil Patrick. Neil Patrick Harris. You guys don't know. Right. Nathan Fillion is not a. <laughs> it could be. Uh, it was, <laughs> as Joss is, it was clever writing. Mm-hmm. There were different levels to the nuance as far as the, uh, the lyrics go. Yeah, just great themes and the way that the songs flowed in and out of mm-hmm. the action worked really well. Uh, it was just overall, and it has to be because you're talking about, I mean, really composed as 15 minute segments. They're, yeah. They have to be concise. They have to be mm-hmm. tight. Uh, and they were exceptionally so. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't know what it's called when two people are singing different words, but to the same melody. Right. Uh, that, that just blew my mind. I love the fact mm-hmm. that it all intertwined and they weren't even, you know, they weren't singing the same thing. And right. That it's, to me. It's a, it's a very, style, uh, it's a very lame is uh, way to go about it. I mean, it, it's uh, the way that they sort of paid homage to the genre of musicals is was kind of nice as well mm-hmm. in like that sort of way. It was to me. It was very interesting. Like I have a background in theater, so not so oh, much good. in music, but in like yeah, all of my school I was in theater. <laughs> um, it was interesting when I was watching Doctor Horrible to see like it followed all the basic tenets of a traditional musical Mm -hmm. but actually reminded me a lot more of like you know listening to an album in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. because of the contemporary 
music, the actual contemporary music that they were using, like all the melodies and things like that. They didn't feel, they didn't have this kind of grandiose feel Mm -hmm. like it often does. It felt a lot more intimate. And I feel like that intimacy is something that really drew a lot of people to it. Mm -hmm. Just the whole setup that it was like, sing along blog. So Mm -hmm. it was, you're invited to Mm -hmm. participate and then you're invited to the, the way that, you know, it's set up as like a vlog or it's set up as like, you know, you're right there with Mm -hmm. Neil Patrick Mm -hmm. Harris, Mm -hmm. that you're much closer to the action than you would be otherwise. And I feel like what a lot of people talk about, like musicals and even musical episodes of television shows, that they can be very distancing for the audience, that for people who don't normally go to musical theater and aren't used to that setup, that they can feel like you're pulled out of the action Mm -hmm. or you're pulled away. That seamlessness of how you go back and forth, like even in that first episode where Neil Patrick Harris and like you're introduced to Penny Mm -hmm. and you're going back and forth between him and his chair and this conversation that he's having with her, that it works on a level that like, that speaks to people who don't normally experience musicals. Mm. At least that's how I felt about it. Yeah. All right. Now, I know John had a really cool experience because you do teach musical theater. Yes. Something happened at one year. Well, we at I was the music director at a school here in L.A. called the Windward <coughs> School, private school. And we generally do three shows a year. There's a play, a musical, and our thespian group, which is a... Um, Theatrical Honor Society puts on a show as well. And occasionally we've done musicals. My first year we actually did Rocky Horror Picture Show. Very cool. Wow. Yes. How we did, did that at a that? high school. Did you do the Broadway version or did you do the... Uh... Well, it's a whole other discussion that we can talk about later <laughs> as to the, really, the, the materials that you get when you do the Broadway are pretty much non-existent. Uh, there are no vocal parts written out. There's nothing to it. So... It was a, a combination of a bunch of different things that I had to essentially arrange. But one one year, the idea of doing Dr. Horrible as a stage production came Sweet. up. And our theater teacher, who actually didn't end up having anything to do with our production, she came and saw it, but she wasn't involved in the actual uh, day-to-day of it, uh, went to high school with Fran, who was in the process of working on, I want to say, Cabin in the Woods, Okay. with Joss and she contacted him and Fran talked to Joss and said hey my friend's school wants to do Dr. Horrible as a stage show because we wanted to try and get permission permission yeah and mm-hmm. he was like oh yeah that sounds great and they had uh, he had his production company send over a letter saying go for it yeah they're fun. do it That's nice. um, they didn't have any materials to help us in any way yeah but it's only a 45 minute show uh, so I ended up arranging all the music for uh, a band that I put together and figuring out the parts for all the kids. And we did a, uh, we did a stage production of it. And the coolest part was that a good portion of the production and cast came to see it. So Nathan was there. Felicia was there. Jed and Mo were there. (laughs) Neil was out of town. I think Neil was in New York for the Tonys. Because we did it. That little thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or he was was doing something in New York, so he wasn't able to make it. Joss was still doing post on Cabin in the Woods, I think. Uh, Fran was there since he had a whole lot to do with actually getting it together Mm -hmm. or allowing us to get it together. 
And so it, it was one night only. <laughs> wow. And uh, it was just fantastic to have mm-hmm. these people that it meant a lot to their to their lives yeah. and show up. Oh, I'm and, sure the kids. Uh, oh, the kids were just, so ecstatic to have them there. And they hung around. They, we had There was a reception after that we do all the time. And they took pictures with all the kids. And, oh, wow. And, That's you know, amazing. Really talked to them. And, and yeah. uh doesn't surprise me. It was great. I had a great conversation no, with Jed about the music and with Felicia, since she's a musician as well. Mm-hmm. And it was a really fantastic experience. And just having them in the audience, the kids lit up. And yeah. knowing that, oh, you know. Yeah, the role you're Nick d- was, doing right now right. is sitting um, out there watching me. Yeah, it was It was pretty, pretty amazing. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that would... <laughs> and that's the thing. That they were... Funny. They were... The loudest, mm-hmm. uh, most enthusiastic, uh, cheering crowd. Yeah, because of because they were just so excited to see the work that they had done be put on stage. Did you tell? Did you know ahead of time they were coming? Yeah, I'm mean, so I don't to reserve some seats. I don't think we reserved the seats. I don't think we told the kids. Okay. I think the rumors had gotten out, mm-hmm. but we didn't tell them specifically. Oh yeah, they're here. <laughs> they're sitting in those seats over there. So don't look there if you want to. Um, but it was it was a whole lot of fun, a great that's great amazing. experience. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Now, Neil Patrick Harris plays Doctor Horrible, who's mm-hmm. the lead character. He's also a bad guy, but not real. I mean, he is a bad guy. He's yeah. bad at being a bad guy. Yes, and I think mm-hmm. that's what makes him endearing because it's mm-hmm. hard to make a protagonist a bad guy. Yeah, someone to root for. Yeah, you know, and want him to get the girl. And did they well, do that's a- subverted? It's not just that he's a bad at being a bad guy but he also has like a lot of it's explicitly stated like he has certain rules that he lives by he has certain things that he wants to do Mm -hmm. for reasons that are good yeah like he wants social change when it comes down to like he has that whole conversation with moist about like when it's like okay well we have to kill somebody now and he has such a problem with that Mm -hmm. he's like well you could kill a kid he's like who even are you Right. You kill an old person. It's like he, there are lines that he is that are Draw, drawn yeah. that right. he's drawing throughout all three episodes. That it's like yes, he's a bad guy, but he's also a bad guy for good reasons. Kind of deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's more reactionary to me. Like he's bad because, like, look at look at the heroes. You know, you have a. Uh, Captain yeah, Hammer, who's, he's like, terrible. saving people, but, oh, like, there's the collateral damage, yeah. the, right. yeah. the, his attitude about everything, he's, you know, just, he's a jerk with yeah. a lot of power and attention, and so Billy, Dr. Horrible, is sort of in reaction to that, and so you kind of have to be a bad guy, because he's the hero, everyone yeah. agrees, and they go into sort of the media there, too, you know, covering Captain Hammer and how much they love him, and, um... So then he, you know, Billy almost feels like he has to, I think, be to be against this guy. He has to be for her, but he's not in the league of bad horse or even moist. He's not smothering old ladies or <laughs> killing kids. <laughs> it's, it's so typically moist uh, didn't. It's just I know moist didn't. He just suggested he's just a henchman. He's a henchman. He does he's what a he's told. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably my favorite line in the series. It's like, I mean, what can I do? I'm like. The most I can do is make somebody feel like they need a shower. <laughs> I'm not a yellow human material. Let's talk about our favorite song. Can you pick one? I know. I have no, a tie. No. Serious contemplation must must yeah. happen at this point. I have a tie. Wait, what are you two? My ties are uh, my eyes and mm-hmm. um, I think it's called So They Say. So They Say. So yeah. They Say is such a good one. Yeah. 
I actually love the rap song in the commentary. Yes, that's wonderful. Which we also oh, need yeah. to talk about. Oh, that's right. Commentary <laughs> yeah, commentary, commentary the musical. musical. Yeah, true. But of the ones from the actual show, I'd probably say My Eyes would be my favorite. But I also love the one where they say, we do the weird stuff. Oh, I like them all. That's it's, hard to, it's hard for me that's to pick one. Yeah, it's hard for me to pick uh, one. Oh, that's the one before the, uh, before the Everyone's a Hero. Really yeah. Everyone's a Hero's great. I like Laundry Day. Laundry Day. I was about to say, that I think Laundry Day is the tone yeah. for the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so When good. I think of, of that show, that's the first song that pops That's the first one that comes out. Which is the first one that's in It's the first one that's in it. But still, it does. That reminds me. Yeah, that. I mean, it's ingrained in me whenever I walk into a laundromat. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. In my head. Mm-hmm. it's it's instantly. It, it They're all so clever. Yeah, better. I find it. That's why I find it difficult. Like everyone's a hero has some mm-hmm. really great little punny moments in it. Laundry day, the love your hair. What I love the <laughs> air. <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah. all it yeah. just fits together so well. It's they're they're really yeah. Clever. My eyes is really. Yeah, it's haunting almost. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really is. No, it's yeah. it's hard to choose a favorite. Yeah, I love slipping too. That's yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all good. Uh, actually, funny stories. I went to interview Mo and Mo for the Guild during mm-hmm. season five. Mm-hmm. I went to her, her and Jed's place, mm-hmm. their apartment out in Hollywood, and. She took me upstairs to the actual closet where everyone... Oh, where they recorded? Yeah, where everyone recorded. They took me to the nice. studio. It's just a bedroom with their little computer. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, and there's the, there the studio back there. And I walked in and got to stand there. And That's cool. It was... It's really... I mean, their clothes hung back up. Yeah. So I was in the closet again. It wasn't it's a, so funny to me, like. But that's honestly, clothes done. are a fantastic sound, sound, sound yeah. dampener. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We it's use all that our fabric closet and as like well. the yeah. the layers. It was so funny to me when I realized, like, because when I was growing up, and obviously, like when I was in theater, it didn't matter. You didn't have to record anything. You were practicing to go onto stage and find yeah. a live audience. But then when I got into like learning more about the recording aspects of things, and when I got more into film, the number of soundtracks, the number of like my favorite songs that have been recorded in somebody's closet (laughs) hilarious to me because like one of my favorite video games one of my favorite my all-time favorite video game soundtrack is bastion and it's a you know it's an indie game and like it originally came out on the xbox arcade but like one of it was all recorded one guy in his closet and it's just like what 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 they make the perfect sound booths. And it was so funny to me that I realized, like, and now it's, like, everybody I know yeah. who does sound, they're like, mm-hmm. gotta go into the studio. <laughs> yeah. My friend's a VO I, artist, and she does all her recording in her closet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My wife is VO, and she does yep. her auditions in her yeah. closet. I just did, did ADR, ADR in our in closet, because <laughs> um, I do sounds, uh, yeah. post sound as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very convenient, as long as you don't have loud neighbors. Yeah. And I guess, like, it's so funny because I thought about it and I was like, man, if I could fit my setup into my closet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. gotta get gotta get longer cables. <laughs> yeah, so Ginny uh, brought this up earlier. If you don't know, there is a commentary on the DVD mm-hmm. and it is all sunk. It's amazing. So it's commentary the musical. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. almost like you get a whole second all other over, experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, I mean... I don't know, if you, did you expect something like this? I knew there would be something. Something. Because he's, he always thinks that way. It's yeah. always like, well, if I'm going to do a DVD, I'm not just going to 
poop out a DVD. Yeah, You're right. going to get something, something crazy. Yeah. And it's in hindsight, what it a... makes perfect sense. Yeah, of, of course, course they're going to sing the <laughs> yeah. entire commentary. Yeah. yeah. So I expected something was going to be clever about it. Yeah. 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 And did you guys enjoy it as much as... Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love show. it. It gets stuck in my head as frequently. <laughs> um... <laughs> There are, like, really great numbers on there. Yeah. We were talking about the rap song, but mm-hmm. Better Than Neil is great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Better Than Neil is great. Joss's, like, kind of sad one that he sang on, like, This American Life at one point. He sang part of that. Right. Heartbroken. Yeah. It's it's very high quality. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, you know, he they, they did a great job writing mm-hmm. that. I think that's one of the things. You say it's very high quality. One of the things that helped to validate this for everything is mm-hmm. they didn't half-ass it. No oh, aspect yeah. mm-hmm. of this of this production of the commentary production, nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, he, they all called in favors. You know, this was all done on a low budget. But yeah. Joss, yeah, but they knew Jen who to go to. Mo, they, knew, they all have. Yeah. They didn't compromise so because of that low budget, yeah. though. No, they did not. They found a way to do it. Right. Very inspiring. Yeah, it it is amazing when you watch when you watch the show in general. Like the part of the reason why I think it revolutionized so much about what people thought about when they thought about like web productions mm-hmm. was just the quality of the entire production. Mm-hmm. Obviously the writing, we've been talking about how amazing the music is and how polished it is, how like there is nothing about locations, mm-hmm. production design, the props, the costumes. There's nothing about any of that that makes you look at it and be like, mm, somebody's basement. Yeah. It's very polished and it's all towards a point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of that, all of that stuff works together to inform a viewer, even if they're not consciously realizing it. As to, like, this is raising the bar. The expectations are higher now, moving forward. Mm -hmm. I know I had to up my game. I was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah. And I mean, really, Lonely Girl 15 and Dr. Horrible and The Guild were the three things that... Trailblazers that started. Really, and that Mm -hmm. made me choose to work in digital all these years. Yeah. And if those three things hadn't happened, I don't know who I would be today. Yeah. I honestly don't. Yeah. And that's crazy to think about. <laughs> Especially when you think that that was 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Let's talk about a sad part of... No! <laughs> I know what's coming. Um, <laughs> did you think it was necessary? Yes. And we're talking about Penny's death. Oh, we are? No, just kidding. Oh, I knew my... that. I knew that. This is like, it's like, you could talk around it for a while, like, but no. uh, Spoilers? Captain Hammer stopping the car. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. it's funny. I was actually watching, when I watched it today, like, there's so much subversion of tropes across these three episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got your guy who's pining after a girl who likes somebody else, but... Like, who's kind of a jerk, but it's this whole anti-hero hero thing that we talked about, but other stuff. And I was like, really, for whatever reason today, when I watched it, I was like really watching the character of Penny mm-hmm. more than anything else. I was like, what have you got going for you? Like, what is your stuff? What is your story? What is your, like... And I knew, obviously, since I'd seen it before several times, it's not like <laughs> anything is new to me. But, but there were layers to her character that hadn't necessarily struck me before. That she's there and, like, she has her own thing that's going mm-hmm. on. And she, her actions influence the characters of both Captain Hammer and Dr. Horrible. But not in, like, a we're just competing for her love kind of way like a lot of stories are. But in that she's consciously striving for her goals. Mm-hmm. 
And she's bringing kind of, she brings them along in a little way. But it's not just, she's not just there to to serve Dr. Horrible mm. as his impetus. And she's not just there to be a foil for somebody else. She's got her own thing going on. Yeah. But yeah, her death, like, absolutely necessary. Did you mm. see it coming? When I first saw it? Mm, yeah. No. I don't so think when I first saw it, no. Yeah. So it was a shock. You know, it was a shock when it happened for about a split second. Then you're like, oh, right, it's Joss. Gosh, <laughs> darn it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, the fact that we knew it was a Joss Whedon, I he, think could, beyond, he likes to kill off his... But beyond it being Joss, I think it was a necessary thing to happen for Dr. Horrible. Push that. Well, yeah, that yeah. pushed him over. Yeah, so I don't, I don't... Yes, Joss kills off characters. But um, he does I will them never... for a reason. Right. Well, no, Anya was not killed for a reason. Anya just died. Whatever. Well, that's <laughs> a Jenny different was killed episode. for a reason. Yeah, yeah. But, but here's the thing: is yeah. like it's not just that like she had to die Similar for Doctor Horrible, but that like the position that she was in. It's funny because like you asked, were you shocked? Did you see it coming? And I want to say yes, but also in another way, I'm like no because it's set up where he's like. I'm really glad Penny's not here so she doesn't see any of this and yeah. she's watching from behind a chair and you're kind of like, she didn't leave. And just as like a, just as the idea of when you're going through like looking at a script and looking at like how they set up television shows, it's very much a thing. Like, oh, that character's not here. Then the, there's a whole big thing about that character actually being here. She mm-hmm. didn't leave. She could have left. She didn't leave. She's going to die. <laughs> Especially when you see those split shots of two people dodging the shrapnel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. hindsight it's it's i think a it's little bit telegraphed like, like it's a or not telegraphed but foreshadowed mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it's foreshadowed in the minute and a half the, yeah before exactly it happens. Before I mean, well, it, everything yeah. is short everything well, yeah, <laughs> it's like a short it's show. not but i'm not saying you knew when you met her and you saw the yeah. interaction yeah, exactly. oh yeah yeah that you my knew first it was thought happen. was not like oh god Can she's a god which for a lot of shows, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. asked this actually in the commentary. Yeah, because it's it's in the rap where Je- uh, uh, Zach Whedon mm-hmm. is talking about how he got brought onto it, and he's like, he says that the, his brother pitched it to him as like a guy who kills some chick and not like <laughs> with, like singing and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> so it is. It's funny to me because like it's so much. It's so much of these tropes that get like completely. And he's there, and he's got the whole hero with the woman thing, like, where yeah. he, he carries her over to the EMT structure. Oh, mm-hmm. That, with him singing that last song. Yeah. yeah. That song is so good. I cried today. For me, it was the last <laughs> shot of him good. back in his oh, place. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. That yeah. Last the, line. the last line. Oh, As man. it's a song, and then he just says that last. Yep. And it's not just that he's back, like, in the vlog set up from the beginning, but he doesn't have his costume on. No. Right. It's him as Billy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So give me chills. And yeah, so, me too. It's so good. Yeah. <sighs> do we need a sequel? No. Do we need it? Do we need it? Well, that's what I'm, do no. we need it? No. We do I not want it. Want it? Yes, yes, please. Please. yes, There was a, a post on Instagram just a couple days ago, maybe even yesterday, of Lynn Manuel Miranda, mm-hmm. uh, the writer of Hamilton and In the Heights, for those that don't know, where he, it was a picture of him with. Jed and Mo. Well, I who saw that. Must have just seen the Hamilton. Final, it was yeah. like his final performance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I think it, it must have been his last yeah. show. And uh, 
and his his hashtag was we do the weird stuff and i actually uh responded back saying i hope this means you're working with them on <laughs> oh my god too. like how amazing oh, would that be that would be awesome <laughs> that would be awesome yeah all right so we don't need it we don't need no. it no, it was a complete contained. story yeah. yeah well and then there was also i don't know if you guys remember the size that was happening but joss did do the thing where he said create create characters in this world because mm-hmm. it is a superhero right. world a yeah, version right. of reality where superheroes are in the everyday yeah there's tons of stories that could be told in that world it doesn't necessarily have to be billy's yeah. or dr horrible's yeah, i sure. actually my cousin-in-law did out of that he did something called fury of solace where he created this Ooh, character I know that one. yes fury of solace yeah, yeah, that, that was based on the dr horrible world yeah. and mm-hmm. he ran with that for like a year and a half he he ran with it and yeah you know, cr- played in this world, and yeah. it was. This, there was another web series. There was a few because Joss en- encouraged it. Was it. The early years of Doctor Horrible with Captain Hammer was great. I can't remember. They address it in the comics it. too. They they put out comics for Doctor Horrible, which are, are there comic books? There are. They're, Zach, really are, they're, are not, they're not based on I the series. Don't know if it's Zach. I know Zach writes a lot of the series. Is it additional right? material? No, it's yeah, it's based on the, the series. Adaptation it's, of the show. It's not an adaptation. It's, oh, it's how did I previews. It's I'll have to go find them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm gonna have to find um, them now. Now, yeah, I, now that he's saying it, I vaguely remember yeah, this. Maybe thing. I have them. I, I love Maybe them. you do have them. I, they have got them. Probably <laughs> somewhere in here. They're somewhere around here. Somehow, one day you'll be like, like all the members of the Evil League of Evil. There's like they go into Johnny Snow a little bit. Yeah, Johnny Snow. There's someone actually has a plot to poison the Waterman and like. You see, like, the first time he meets Captain Hammer, they like, run into each other in a corner, and Captain Hammer goes, Careful, what if I had been a knife? And what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and you see a little bit of Penny, too, just like her day to day. Yeah. Outside of all it, but like before she meets Captain Hammer, before she's like aware of who Billy is. Yeah. Yeah, talks to her. yeah it's, it's, it's really good, and I recommend this. So. Oh, no, I'm at the. Now you're going to have to. I may have bought them and just set them aside and never read them, um, which is something possible. <laughs> you, yeah. I have so much. That's happened. Oh, yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, this was a fun conversation. Thank you guys for talking Dr. Horrible. Uh, I want to thank Rob. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at R-O-B-A-R-T-H-A-N-G-I-V. And uh, I'm also working on a project called On the Sea with Aquafox. Uh, You can search for that on Facebook or look up at Bellamy Aquafox on Twitter. Pooja. You can find me on Twitter at L-A Daisy Girl, L-A-D-E-S-I Girl. And I also have a podcast called Brown Coats Black Magic. And you can find us at BCBM Show on Twitter or search for Brown Coats Black Magic on Facebook. Awesome. I'm at Jenny Powell. That's on all social media. And it's uh, J-E-N-N-I. It's the only trick. Otherwise, yes. I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> yes. John. Uh, I am also on all social media at John T.M. Higgins. Cool. And you can find me at Geeky Fanboy. Uh, on all social media and don't worry don't get right down to this stuff we'll have it all in the show notes for you so uh, just go to the website uh thanks again guys this was a lot of fun and i'm sure we'll be talking to you guys in the future thanks Thanks. so much
All right, so that's going to do it for our discussion on Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. As you can hear, we had a great time talking about this groundbreaking web series and how it really focused the spotlight on digital media. It may be only three episodes and run about 45 minutes total in length, but with great acting, catchy songs, and amazing characters, it became an instant classic. You can find the Geek Roundtable all over social media. If you want to email us, you can do that at thegeekroundtable at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at geek underscore roundtable. You can find me, Kenny, at geekyfanboy. If you want to read about our guest host or any kind of show note information, you can do that on our main website at thegeekroundtable.com. I'd like to thank my co-hosts once again, Jenny, Pooja, Rob, and John, and of course the listeners for which we do this podcast for. Until next time, guys, take care. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomers podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved.